Good morning and welcome to St. John's as we gather for virtual worship here. It is worship, but we are virtually present, but God still brings us together around the cross of Christ. It's good to have you here with us this morning. Uh, I'm Pastor Braun Campbell here at St. John's. I'm uh, Jennifer Hills, Director of Youth and Christian Education, keeping our six-foot distance here. We are, we are socially distant. And we washed our hands and sanitized. There's much sanitizer, yes. <laughs> so Jennifer uh, will be following along with the service on Facebook so that if you see her texting, it's not because she's bored of the sermon. Specifically, Never. not because she's bored of the sermon. But. <laughs> so we do have that. If you'd like to follow along with us, you can print out a copy of the Worship Bulletin. It's available on St. John's website. Uh, so you can follow along without having to flip back and forth between screens. If you do happen to have a copy of Lutheran's service book, That Hymnal at Home, uh, the service is found on page 235 for morning prayer. So everything is available uh, online there along with other resources, including uh, information about all the different changes we're making here in the congregation during this uh, public pandemic. So if you do have questions, though, you're welcome to email us. Uh, you can email me at pastor.campbell at sglc.com. Pastor Meehan is available at pastor.meehan at sglc.com. Jennifer is available at jennifer.hills at sglc.com or office at sglc.com. So all those are available. All are accessible via our website. So with that, now we gather together as God's people in worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 O Lord, open my lips. And, and my, my mouth shall, shall declare your praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord has redeemed his people. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hand formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hands. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. With my voice, uh, we're going to read Psalm uh, 142 responsibly, wherever you are. With my voice, I cry to the Lord. With my voice, I plead for mercy to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my trouble before him. When my spirit faints within me, you know my way. In the path where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see. There is none who takes notice of them. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for my soul. I cry to you, O Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion of the land of the living. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison, that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. We join together in singing hymn number 849, Praise the One Who Breaks the Darkness. 
sorry, I'm closest to the mic, and if you had to hear me singing, I apologize. But I'm going to read now from Isaiah chapter 42, verses 14 through 21. And as Pastor Campbell said at the beginning, if you go to our website, um, sglc.com, www.sglc.com, and click the coronavirus rotator, it'll take you to a PDF for you to um, worship along with us. I'm seeing a lot of questions in the comments. Ah. Um, Isaiah chapter 42. <clears throat> for, for a long time I have held my peace. I have kept still and restrained myself. Now I will cry out like a woman in labor. I will gasp and pant. I will lay waste mountains and hills and dry up all their vegetation. I will turn the rivers into islands and dry up their pools. And I will lead the blind in a way that they do not know and paths that they have not known. I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light, the rough places into level ground. These are the things I do and I do not forsake them. They are turned back and utterly put to shame. Who trust, who, who trust in carved idols and who say to metal images, you are my gods. Hear you deaf and look you blind that you may see. Who is blind but my servant or deaf as my messenger whom I send? Who is blind as my dedicated one or blind as a servant of the Lord? He sees many things but does not observe them. His ears are open but he does not hear. The Lord was pleased for his righteous, righteous sake to magnify his law and make it glorious. Our second reading comes from the letter to the church in, um, in Ephesians chapter 5. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, says, therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Our gospel reading today comes to us from St. John from the ninth chapter. This is our practice here. We usually pick a verse for reading on Sundays as a memory verse. So you can uh, find that verse as verse 39 today, John 9, 39. So when we get to that in the reading, I invite you to read that along with us. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go and wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such things? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, 
What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. They answered him, You were born in utter sin, and you would teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus, Jesus said, said, For, for judgment, judgment I came into this world, that, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. In many and various ways, God has spoke to his people of, his old, uh, people of old by the prophets. But and now, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. That gospel reading from John chapter 9 serves as the basis for the message this morning. So just a first, a, a word of thanks for you joining us, taking that time to gather together with God's people in worship because it's important to do that, especially in times like these. Yes. Uh, second note is it's the worst possible time to have allergies. <laughs> so if I am coughing here... Uh, I it, did notice your is, elbow. Is not, yes, I, yep. I try to that practice was good. the, that the was good. safe coughing there. Uh, and I've got my Flonase going and all that good allergy yes, medication yeah. and stuff too. <clears throat> so please, please bear with me on that front. But as we dive together into God's word as his people, uh, we hear a lot about darkness and light and the Lord bringing sight. So I pray that this message is a blessing to you regardless of where you are or if you're watching this live or at some point in the future. So first, uh, I invite you to close your eyes. So as you close your eyes, what do you see? Um, darkness. Darkness. Probably Maybe not a some, lot, right? I have like a little triangle, like a lighter triangle at okay. the top. If, if you're watching this, I know this is, this is bad video to have people close their eyes. <laughs> but as you close your eyes, you do see some of those things. You see some of the after images. Maybe yeah. if you were in a bright space. Like when you look at the sun and then you close your eyes, you see the, the, the right. light Don't circle. look at the sun. That's bad advice. Yeah, well. Don't look at the sun. true. <laughs> But as you, as you see, those after images are there, they can kind of still bounce around. And even if it's night, you might still see kind of those flecks and floaters and mm -hmm. things, uh, the photons bouncing around your eye, hitting your retina and being processed along your optic nerve. But and otherwise, it's just dark. Mm -hmm. there's, nothing, there's nothing that's out there. And that's closing your eyes is a separate kind of dark than being in a completely blacked out room. Sure. Because when you're in a space like that, you, you still can't see, but... According to researchers, there's actually a different kind of darkness when you have your eyes closed as opposed to being in a dark space when your eyes are looking around trying to see something mm -hmm. and there's just no light coming in. Now, it might seem like we're in dark days right now. It can, yes. There's a lot going on, especially mm -hmm. with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic yeah. that's, that's really dominating social media, the news cycles, yes. uh, pretty much everything that's forcing people to stay inside. It's limiting that kind of public social interaction we're mm -hmm. used to. And when those things happen, it can be tempting to, to shut your eyes and just imagine going about life like it was a few weeks ago. Now you went to the supermarket. I did. I went to um, Wegmans on Friday. Staying, still staying distant. Still staying distant, at yelling at people that got too close. That's not six feet. Six feet, you six, know, feet. six feet. Um, but it, it's, you know, when you, um, I'm the only one in my family that can leave. Both my parents are, um, have compromised compromise it and my husband um, can't go out either and so um, and I have two small children well they're not small anymore but 
So I'm the only one going out. So when you're kind of in your bubble of your house, and if you're not really watching TV and stuff, you don't really know what's happening. But then when you go out and you you see a grocery store with no meat, no toilet paper, no pasta, it becomes real. And I, 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 you know, I almost panicked a little bit on Friday at the grocery store thinking, is this the worst or is it going to get worse? Like what? Um, and then I'm trying to manage that, those feelings and that emotion because I want to bring it home. You know, I don't want my children to know um, that the world has changed as much as it has in just, you know, a week. It's not the same. It's right? not the same. No, it hasn't. And so... It's, it's, um, I th think a lot of parents are dealing and adults are dealing with that right now, how to, how to, um, you know, keep our faith, um, you know, on our firm foundation of our faith, stand on that, but also navigate these choppy waters that are ahead. And I think, um, a lot of people are probably feeling that right now. Well, certainly. Yeah. I mean, cause mm -hmm. you can't, you can't just pretend that things are the same. They're that'd not, be a lie. Yeah, that'd, that be, would be, that'd be living mm -hmm. a lie. You can't denial. Yeah. It, it would be denial. Yeah, denial. Yeah, and yeah. You know, it, even even worse if you're <clears throat> going out and trying to go about things as you normally have, you you could be putting other people at risk. And that's yeah. that's the message that we've been hearing from public mm -hmm. leaders, which is, uh, you know, it's 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 sound reasoning there. Um, you know, when in the midst of all these things, like you said, you know, we realize how much that we uh, depend on others, how interconnected. We are yes. as human beings because Especially we depend on other people. Well, e extroverts, you know, it's hard for us. Call call somebody. <laughs> so if, especially in times like these, you know, we we see how much we depend on people who are stocking the supermarkets, oh, who, yes. are, who are making deliveries, who are mm, so uh, thankful. seeing that we can get the food that we need when mm -hmm. we need it. Uh, as as a parent, I see how much I depend on uh, the people who teach my children. <laughs> As they are, we love as they are, you, teachers. Te yes, yes, teachers. Yes, and uh, even things like keeping the power going, so or, yeah. or keeping mm -hmm. internet services running, so we can trash. do things like this. Trash. The, the trash, trash people up. picking up our trash. Having yeah. all that cleaned out, we yeah. see how much we need. So as more and more states are, are issuing these stay-at-home type of orders for for the residents, people people are hurting. Yeah, extroverts, definitely, yes. right? Extroverts, definitely. Uh, yes. But you know that's. That's just the reality. And as one epidemiologist put it recently, um, hoping that, you know, it, as we come to the end of these quarantines and things, people just kind of wonder, well, what was the point? Why did we bother? Well, that is the point because mm -hmm. that means that you or the people close to you or other people you know, nothing happened to them. That's the desired outcome. We, so we can't shut our eyes. We can't afford mm -hmm. to be blind to what's going on around us. Now, it, Jesus wasn't blind to the needs around him. He saw it all. We hear about it today in our gospel reading from John that we just read. Jesus continually showed compassion to, to the hungry, to the disabled, to the sick, to the dying. Jesus knew that this is a broken world. That's why he came into it. And today in the evangelist report, we hear how on a Sabbath day, Jesus sees a man who had been born blind from birth, somebody who was a beggar, somebody who didn't have... Uh, many of the, the things that the people of the day enjoyed. Now disciples, they want to talk to him, they want to, or they want to talk about him. They want to use him as a, as a case study for this theological right. discussion, this debate about, well, is it this man's sin? Is it his parents' sin mm -hmm. that caused him to be cursed with this blindness? They want to say, well, whose fault is it? Trick him. Yeah, well, 
This is Jesus' disciples. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they probably weren't trying to trick him. I was paying attention. (laughs) All right. So now Jesus, though, gives an unexpected answer to his disciples. He tells them it's not about fault. It's not about this man or his parents Mm -hmm. and who was born born blind. But uh, he says that it is so that the works of God might be displayed in his life. And then the Lord spits on the ground. He uses this saliva to make a mud pack for the blind man's eyes. And he sends him to go wash it off in the pool of Siloam, which John points out it means Mm. scent. And the man does just that. He goes home seeing. Mm. Sight came to the one who was sent by the power of the one who sent him. And Jesus sees our need too. So why is it, maybe you, maybe you can answer this question for me, why is it that so many of our fellow Americans have decided that they suddenly need all of the toilet paper <laughs> or everything else? I think it's just, I think it's a, it's a scarcity, you know, it's a, um, they it's did, a fear they did, of the they future. Didn't, they didn't need the toilet paper before? Well, I think they're afraid there won't be any toilet paper. Uh, okay, so there's not going to be toilet paper, There's not going to be toilet right? paper. Toilet paper is going to stop existing? I don't know. It's, it was going to be hard know. to get, right? I don't know. I did. I did buy toilet paper, but not. I don't have like stockpiles or anything. Okay, so the scarcity thing. But and then, I did buy some. Toilet then, paper. then now all of a sudden, why are, why are people making sure that they wash their hands for twenty seconds? Is it did hand washing suddenly get these magic properties? It's cool again. It's cool. <laughs> hand washing is cool again. It's cool again. So we we have that. You know, it's. it's I've not, always washed my hands for twenty seconds. I just want that, you know, really? I just didn't start. Really, that's, that's the truth. Yeah. Okay. You know, wash life, you know. That's good. That's a good practice. And this is something that we should keep outside of the pandemic Absolutely. times. Absolutely, yes. Always wash your hands. But, you know, with, with these things, when all these things have happened with this, this pandemic that's going on has come, come upon us, it's, it's really removed the veil of comfort mm. that and we've privilege. had. The privilege. You know, all those things that we thought would keep us safe, that we mm. thought would make us secure, because the truth is that we're vulnerable. Absolutely. And that's, that's the reality of our world. Death is part of our reality. No matter how much toilet paper, no matter how much hand sanitizer yes. you might have. So might God be allowing this to be happening to, order our, to open our eyes to this truth, to open the world's eyes to the truth that you know, really we can't depend on those things that we set up for ourselves. Mm-hmm that there's something else, there's someone else to whom we should look. Mm-hmm. Now in, that, in that verse that we read together, John 39, John 9, 39, Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who may see, those who see may become blind. And Jesus opens eyes. Jesus came into our world to turn the darkness that's before us into light. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Isaiah foretold, that which we heard in our first reading. You and I were spiritually blind from birth. That's how everybody starts out. We are no different than the Pharisees that we heard of in today's gospel. But Jesus, who is the light of the world, he gives light. Jesus is the one who uniquely reveals God's identity to us, who God is, how God acts. Mm-hmm. He's the one who opens the eyes of the spiritually blind to see their real hope. Now, here's the tough part, though. Like it just gets read. tough. It gets harder. It gets it gets harder. <laughs> it's harder even beyond what we're in right now, right? Sure. Oh man. <clears throat> Those who think they see, what happens to them? Mm-hmm. 
they're blind. They become blind. They yeah. become blind, yeah. right? They think they know it. People can be so convinced of mm -hmm. their own rightness, their own self-sufficiency, that yes. they have everything all taken care of, that they fail to see the truth of what's right there in front of them. Mm -hmm. Now, look at back at the gospel text. If you have it in front of you, you can take a look there at John chapter 9. That this man who was born blind, when Jesus healed him, had he seen Jesus? You mean, obviously not before he was no, healed. No, right? Yeah, so he, yeah, he, he just, didn't know what he looked like. He'd heard of, he'd heard he heard of Jesus. Voice, yeah. As you go through, if you read through the rest of John 9, that was kind of in between the verses in our, our pericope, our reading today, mm -hmm. you can see that this man keeps getting brought back before the leaders of the synagogue because yeah. they keep wanting to ask him questions. They're trying to trip him ones. up. Those are the tricky people. The tricky people, yeah, right? those are the ones, yes. And this man is, is, a, is a great, a real person here, too, because you see, mm -hmm. he's actually, he's, he's kind of quick-witted. Yeah. And he's, he's keeping up with him, in giving better than he's getting, actually. Mm -hmm. But this man, he hadn't seen Jesus, but as he goes through this chapter, he's starting to see Jesus more and more until we hear in the end of this account where he actually sees Jesus and Jesus asks him, do you believe in this, the Son of Man? He's mm -hmm. like, well, who is he? Tell me uh, so I may know. Because yeah. he hadn't seen Jesus. Who is this guy who did this to me? Yeah. And then, yeah. I am he. Then he, that's where it clicks, mm. where, he, where he falls down and worships him. So that he's, he sees Jesus with new eyes, both literal new literal eyes and, and the spiritual, spiritual yes. new eyes. But the Pharisees, they, they thought that they had life figured out. They thought they knew how God worked, how God's people yeah, were supposed to work. They had a system. Now, some of those Pharisees, they, they refused to acknowledge the way God was working. They refused to acknowledge that Jesus must be sent by God because he's doing these amazing things. But now, the now-seeing man, in the last time before them, he calls them out on it. How could Jesus, who has done these amazing things, not be sent by God? And then take a look at this in 934. The Pharisees answered him, you were born in utter sin and you would teach us? And they cast him out. They, they, they excommunicated him from the synagogue, not in the formal process, but just basically just booting him out, out there. Yeah. In their, their, their umbrage, in their indignation against this, this man, the Pharisees are ironically acknowledging that, yeah, this man was born blind. He was born in sin, as they say, which, which we all are. But weren't the Pharisees now too? Well, they look at that sin as like yeah. they they were assuming the same thing as the disciples uh -huh. that it must be this man's fault or his parents' fault that he was born, been born blind. That was the assumption, but it's not that. That's not how God works. It's not how God works, and that God is doing this, and the man can now see. So that Jesus has. They acknowledge that Jesus has done this. So when they've cut him off, though, what happens? Jesus goes to find him. Mm. Jesus hears about it. Jesus goes to find the man who's now seeing. Now, Jesus has found you. Jesus has turned the darkness before you into light. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be spared from pain or rejection, that you're going to be saved from suffering or isolation. But you can now see with new eyes mm -hmm. in this time of Lent. You can look to Jesus to see your hope. Mm -hmm. Because alongside the man who has been born blind, you can acknowledge your vulnerability. You can acknowledge your need, bowing down to worship before Jesus, saying, with that man now seeing, Lord, I believe. Because we live in the light. As Paul writes in today's epistle reading, which we heard 
you and I are called to walk as children of the light. Mm -hmm. Especially in these dark days of pandemic, we can join Jesus on his mission, as we say here at St. John's, as we can share real hope with the world around us. Yes. Because while we, while we wait, while we watch for God's mercy and relief from these, the crippling effects of the COVID-19 disease, mm -hmm. we can be on the lookout because the Lord will continue to provide opportunities for you and for me, for his people to, to be people of light, to reflect the light of his love into the lives of our neighbors so that the works of God might be displayed. So check on the people or who are around you. Hey Amen. I'm going to raise my hand. That's okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> so check on the people who are around you, the people who are uh, there you know, in your in your community, yeah, your, your literal next-door neighbors, yeah, which can be hard for us in Northern Virginia. Keep your six feet apart. You can keep your, keep your six feet. That's mm -hmm. okay. You can, you can call on the phone even, right? What? A telephone. A telephone? You can even text. You can text people okay. if you have their numbers. Right. Check on them. Uh, you can check on members of our our congregation yes. as well, especially mm -hmm. folks that you know might be in need of a helping hand. They might hand. be more isolated. They don't have social media. They, they yeah. don't have internet there, there, there might be people who are not, in fact, watching us right now. Yeah. So I know. They wouldn't watch us. <laughs> but you know, take a look at, it, at your, your lists of names and mm -hmm. go through and just call folks maybe that you haven't spoken to in a while. Yeah. And if you have to stay home, you know, text, call relatives, call friends that you haven't spoken to in a while. And here's the thing, you can, you can close your eyes and pray. You can pray for them. Yes. Even better, you can pray with them. So in the midst of everything that's going on, Jesus still finds his people. He's yes. with you in your small groups, in your Bible studies, in, in your missional communities that are meeting online. He's with you as you're caring for the people who are right around you as you're supporting the needs of people who are far, far away because there's all kinds of need in our nation, indeed around the world right now. So together, on this fourth Sunday in Lent, we pray, deliver us, Jesus, from blindness. So may the Lord, who is the light of the world, always open our eyes, both to his love and to how we might share that love with the neighbor beside us. Amen. Amen. So we'll continue with the, the canticle, the Benedictus, that's printed there in the Worship Bulletin, if you have that, on page 238, if you've got a Lutheran service book hymnal with you. We join together. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David, through his, his holy prophets, prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, all, all the days, the days of, of our life. life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. And the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death and, guide, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. 
Glory Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Now, normally in the service, this is where we would receive the offering. Uh, obviously, that's not possible with the, the physical offering here, but you're welcome to go on to St. John's website following the service, and there is a Give Online link there where you might set up either a one-time or recurring donations. I know a, a number of people in our congregation make use of electronic offering. Uh, mm-hmm. That's Me, uh, me too. Yeah. Uh, our family uses that, so it's, it's a great way to do that, especially in a time when we are meeting online and continuing to support the work of the congregation. Uh, I do have a few other announcements to share with you at this point. One is that if you haven't seen the messages that have gone out online already from St. John's, we are still offering Holy Communion. Obviously, we're doing it in a modified form. You can set up a time, you can RSVP yes. for a time uh, to come and gather with uh, another group under under 10, ten people. 10 people. Uh, where we're still having the social distance and everything. You can come here, gather at St. John's. Uh, in the sanctuary, we have everything set up with individual plastic cups. We're using a pouring chalice. Um, so that we're uh, doing everything we can to support uh, uh, hygienic measures. But it's important to come and receive God's gifts. So you can go on to uh, St. John's website, and there's a link in that, that main page talking about everything that's going mm-hmm. on, where you can click and make a reservation. On Sunday mornings, we have communion at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., so immediately following the service here. Uh, during the weekdays, on Monday through Friday, you can uh, reserve a slot for 10 a.m., noon, or 2 p.m., except for Wednesdays when we have our, our noon Lenten devotion uh, during, this, uh, during this time of Lent. So you can sign up for those there. We'd be glad to gather with you here and, and receive God's gifts together with you. Today, we do have a special thing with our intercessory prayer team so that if you like to, following the service, uh, have a time of one-on-one prayer with a member of our prayer team. Uh, we're obviously doing that virtually, but you can send an email to us here at St. John's. You can email me at pastor.campbell at sglc.com between 11 and noon this morning, and I will forward those uh, requests along with your, uh, your phone number to members of our prayer team, so they will give you a call back in that window up till 12.30 uh, p.m., just depending on the volume. So you're welcome to make use of that today. Uh, also, we're introducing a couple of new online missional communities that are specifically focused on uh, those joining Jesus on his mission questions. They're going to be uh, uh, coordinated uh, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and uh, 7.45 p.m. Again, so once a week, Tuesdays, uh, 10 a.m. group and a 7.45 p.m. group, depending on works better, what works better for you. Uh, more information on those would be available also on St. John's webpage with everything else that's out there. So with that, we'll continue with the prayers of the colleagues of the people. And so I now invite you to join me in prayer. Blessed Lord, you give sight to the blind. You open the ears of the deaf, and you make the lame to walk. Hear the prayers of your people on behalf of all people as they have need. In the darkness of sin and its death, we cry to you, O Lord. Open our ears by your word our minds by your spirit, and our hearts by your grace, that we may know and be thankful for all the blessings you have given us in Christ our Lord, especially the gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation. Strengthen us in faith, that we may serve you with our whole body, mind, soul, and strength. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. 
bitten by your word. We pray to you, O Lord, on behalf of your church and all your people who are scattered and isolated. Give to us good pastors and servants of your word who will serve us faithfully and boldly, even in chaotic times. Keep them safe, comfort them and their families, and raise up many more servants for full-time church work. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Defended by your grace, we ask you, O Lord, to provide us with good and faithful leaders who will preserve the precious gift of liberty and protect the lives of our citizens. Give them special wisdom and help them to work in harmony in the midst of this pandemic. Bless the members of our armed forces and protect them as they defend us. Grant your blessing to all emergency and medical workers who continue to come to our aid in times of great need. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Enjoying the riches of your grace, we ask you, O Lord, to give us generous hearts, that we may share what you have provided with those in need and work for the common good of all. Give us patience in our seclusion and comfort the lonely. Grant relief to the unemployed, the underemployed, the homeless, and all their families. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Knowing your healing will and gifts, we pray, O Lord, to spare us from all calamity by pestilence, scarcity, and fear. Remember the sick in their afflictions. Calm those who are troubled in mind, and keep steadfast the dying. Show us your gracious will, O Lord, and sustain those who are afflicted in body or mind until that day when you will bestow upon us new bodies fit for eternal life you have prepared for us in Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Mindful of your promise, we ask you, O Lord, to comfort those who grieve, to build up those who mourn with hope for the resurrection. Remembering the faithful who have died in Christ, we pray you to bring us at last to be with them in your nearer presence. Looking forward to that day when we shall join at the marriage supper of the Lamb in his kingdom without end. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. All these things, O Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, asking you to grant our prayers not for our sake, but for the sake of him alone. Teach our hearts to be content with your will and to trust that you will answer us with what is best for us and at the right time for our need. So do we pray, giving testimony of our confidence in your gracious favor in Christ by answering with one voice together. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, your mercies are new every morning. And though we deserve only punishment, you receive us as your children and provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant that we may heartily acknowledge your merciful goodness, give thanks for all your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by your governance may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting in his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, to, be God. to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Amen. All right. Thanks be to God. What Thanks be to say? God. And thanks Amen. to Susan Gobine, our music director, who is here accompanying us on piano, who's going to share a postlude with us now for members of our choir who are here socially distant, still spread out, uh, helping to support the two of us in, in our uh, wanting singing. Yes. Uh, but go as God's people and share the light of Christ with the world around us. Amen. Amen. <clears throat>